Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Was that a little pause there? Felt I don't like think so. Pause. Unless there's a delay on our line. Mm, okay. Might just be, yeah. Might just be a little delay. Because as pretty much always now, we're in our respective homes, aren't we? We've not seen each other face to face for uh, fuck knows when. No, for ages. This, for this, me, you're just a you're just a little man who lives inside my phone. A little northern man, a little northern <laughs> goblin man. There he is. Kids. Come, come and look. <laughs> come and look at him. Is he trapped in there, Daddy? Sort well, of, kids. Yes. He's in the north, so pretty much. <laughs> but he is allowed to move around his own magical world in the north of England. Can you just fact, see? Can you just see to the le- to, to the left there? He's got a dartboard on the wall. They all have them a up dartboard. there. Does he have gravy? He'll have it somewhere He'll hidden, yes. He'll be gravy nearby, probably in a flask. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, so here, we go, here we go again. Um, I've got a bit of a cold. You've got a bit um, of a cold. Could be COVID. Probably not. My daughter's got a cold, and it doesn't feel covid at all. Right. Um, but then again, who knows what COVID is? No one's quite described it, have they? Well, I read a thing today which said that some of the symptoms are outdated now and the original symptoms of the, the cough and the fever, uh, they're not so prevalent. And the thing you've got to go for now is like uh, fatigue is one of the main ones mm. and the loss of um, smell and taste. Oh. Um, <laughs> I got a bit worried when you said that. No, I think that... Um, yeah, I mean, like we speculate, we did a lot at the beginning of this crisis um, from the perspective of Sir John Covid, who yeah. is the virus himself, and like all viruses, extremely cunning, constantly evolving. That's what you got to do to survive. The whole point of being a virus is to grow, <laughs> and in order to grow, you got to constantly evolve, but at lightning speed, much quicker than like a human would evolve over thousands of years. I mean, I'm talking one day to the next. I'm finding new ways to behave, new ways to express myself. That's what the COVID virus you've is got like. Me, you've got me one step, ahead, one step ahead of the virus cops all the time. You've got to be nimble, light on your feet, adaptable, versatile. <laughs> somebody, somebody pointed out on Twitter the other day that um, they, they were just catching up with the old episodes and on kind of day one of lockdown, we'd sworn and vowed that we weren't going to make any jokes about the coronavirus. And then 24 hours later, we introduced the character, Sir John Coronavirus. So, uh, yeah. But I think it was it was judgment call, wasn't it? It was probably for the best, really. Um, yeah. I mean, at first we were worried. We're still worried. I mean, it's, it's still horrible. But it's just a fact of life now. It's something we live with. Yeah, we do. Something that, that, we just, that just exists in our lives. So can't really we can't avoid it as a subject, can we? Can't it would be like us saying, beforehand. we're not going to talk about air 
You know, that would be ridiculous. Mm. One of the main things we like talking about on this show is air. Oh, we're mad for the air, aren't we? Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Did you watch the football today, Sam? Yeah, yeah. I caught Liverpool. I put, well, I've had, I had a nap because I've got this cold. Mm. I came in, uh, been out, um, seeing my mum in the in the park, as mm. per usual on a Sunday these days. And then I fell asleep. So I woke up for the second half when Liverpool were already 2-0 up. But they were absolutely taking... When I switched on in the 52nd minute, yeah. Liverpool were just having the piss. And were then they? they continued to do so to the end of the game. I didn't watch and it. And it was great. It kept cutting to lamps. And I was hoping that lamps <laughs> was going to boil over and explode. He was biting his na- nails and sat slumped, really sulky. <laughs> I don't even want to watch the rest of the game. I think I'll go home. Someone's Jody Morris going through, no, no, I don't hope you can go home. But it's contract. You've got to stay around for the old game. That's part of what you've got to do. I don't see why I should. If they're not making it, I've got laminating to do. It's Sunday night after all. I could get a head start on myself. And I'd like to clean out Lord Sebastian's cage as well. I've got to clean out Lord Sebastian's cage, refresh his sawdust and water, and then laminate all of the training drills I have arranged for the chaps in the week. Actually, I don't put sawdust down from anymore. I've been getting a shredder, and I shred all of my important financial documents so that nobody can get them out of my bin and defraud me and take on my identity. So Lord Sebastian, <laughs> he now lives in a nest made out of beautifully, beautifully shredded uh, bank statements bank and bills. Statements. Utility bills. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly changing my utility provider in order to stay one he- step ahead of them and, and, and be thrifty. <laughs> Some people recommend that you change every year, but I change every month. Some people go onto the comparison sites, but I don't do that because I think some of them are favourably weighted towards some of the providers. I think that some kind of backhanded financial transaction is going on. So what I do is I go on every individual utility provider with my pen and paper and I write them all down and compare them myself. I don't even, I don't even trust the websites, so I call them up myself and insist that they give me a forensic breakdown of their charges. Over the phone, human to human, sometimes I arrange a meeting. It's the only way to be thorough, and Father has always said, thorough is as thorough does. <laughs> the actual Frank Lampard Sr., I don't know how he, he could have brought up a, a child that resembles oh, the Frank Lampard Jr. Like that we know. Fucking hell. Frank, Frank. Stop acting such a cunt. I sent you to that fancy school because I could tell the way you were. It was like, I don't know whether it was your mum pampered you too much, but you were never going to survive in the sort of a school I went to. It just wasn't right for you. So I was earning a few quid at West Ham at the time, so we splashed out and sent you to that fancy place. I was happy that you got a good education. You got your GCSE in Latin. But you don't have to act like such a cunt all the time, Frank. <laughs> I, I thought... love your son, of course I do. But fucking hell, mate. <laughs> Why don't you fucking dial it down a bit from time to time? <laughs> hey, father. You don't understand what it takes to survive in the modern game. <laughs> I thought that school would teach you a little bit of backbone, but it's turned you into a grade A punts. <laughs> same Lord Sebastian we first got him when he was at school there's been about a dozen Lord Sebastians since then 
but I have to fucking sneak in and dispose of the corpses before he fucking clocks it or he'll have a fucking breakdown, the mad cunt. I used to tell him that they regenerate like Doctor Who and the sort of cunt fucking fell for it, didn't he? That's why they look a bit different. That I, I had to start saying that because I couldn't always get one the exact same colour. And the thing about my lad is he's got a fucking eye for detail. It's, in, it's, it's annoying. The funny thing about Frank Lampard Sr. Mm. is that, um, who was it I was interviewing recently? An, uh, an ex-West Ham pro on my West Ham podcast. And uh, they were talking about a, a row that had broken out between the players. It might have been about the classic um, uh, uh, John Hartson, Isle Berkovich or something oh, yeah. like that. And he said... Um, well, what Harry 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 Redknapp was the manager, and Frank Senior was the um, assistant manager. Yeah, and he went, well, Harry got us in a room. He went, and what he always did in that situation was he let Frank Senior handle it, obviously. Right. And I went, well, yeah. what do you mean, obviously? And he went, well, I mean, Frank Senior was a was a tough is a tough bloke. I mean, you don't fuck around with Frank Senior in the room, right? <laughs> Because if you start fucking around trying to get aggro with one of the other lads, he's going to sort you out. <laughs> and I thought, fucking hell, that is Frank. I mean, he does look like a sort of a, looks like a sort of a rock of a man, doesn't he, yeah, Frank Senior? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's why it's quite hard to imagine how he could have spawned the uh, mewling baby man that we know and love now. <laughs> Talking of rock men, right, there's... um. They were saying, Martin Tyler was going, and coming up this week on Sky Sports, the football action doesn't stop here, right? And so they run up little graphics at the bottom of the screen of the games, like while the match was still going on, little graphics at the bottom, and approving the games. And they said, you know, on Monday or whatever, Man City, (coughs) excuse me. Uh Uh-oh, there it is. Man City. It begins. Man Man City take on Wolves, right? And what they do is they have sort of cut out images of the two managers and they sort of merge them together so it looks like they're standing ABBA style one slightly in front of the other both staring sexily into the lens right of course as all football managers must do these days and and Mourinho John Lyle would never have done that would he Sam can you imagine John Lyle when he turned up to Sky hello John yes it's Sky yes thanks for coming along now if you can just let us uh, you just need to stand in front of that green screen that green what and um, Janet's just going to put a little bit of powder on you to take the shine off get what the fuck are you doing lady get that fucking thing away from me what is that it's just a bit of powder 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 what sort of fucking powder? Makeup. Oh my dear God Almighty! <laughs> Could you do a little bit of a sexy Lyle. look for us? A little bit of a sexy look, please, John. What? Sexy? Fuck me! No, that's it. I'm going, and you can shove your telly money up your ass. We're West End. We don't trust television cameras anyway. <laughs> In the East End, many still believe that a camera will take away your soul. <laughs> cameras are like robot grasses right the moment there's an image of you committed to a camera then the old bill know what you look like and once they know what you look like they can get you that was what did for Ronnie and Reg when they let fucking David Bailey take them pictures of them 
<laughs> then they were easy to catch, weren't they? Before that, no cunt outside the East End knew what they looked like. <laughs> you only existed in the form of a lithograph. <laughs> well, they were staring sexily, and it was Wolf City. And so you had Guardiola, you know, the man mm. who believes himself, at least, to be the sexiest manager well, in football. Yeah. Um, the pr- the preening Ponce, Pep Guardiola, mm. right? He loves the sort of a round neck jumper, thin round neck jumper with nothing yeah. underneath. And he was with he, um, what's his name, the Wolves guy. Yeah, I can't remember it either. No, who is also <laughs> sexy in his own way. I just, I just think of him now as Wolves man. That's what I call Wolves him. man. <laughs> Wolves man, yeah. Hello, I'm Wolves man. <laughs> So Wolf's man's there, and he's also sexy in his own way, sort of like in a hipster way with his big beard, right? And they're yeah. both staring, and they both kind of have been photoshopped, so they're almost snuggled up. And you sort of think, oh, fucking hell, this isn't like the old days, is it? Look at that, two sexy men. They look like they could mm. almost be maybe like a quite cool Scandinavian synth-pop band. Yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> I thought, that's good. And then they said... And then on Wednesday, it's Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. Right? Oh, shit. And they've done the same Photoshop treatment, right? With fucking Dean Smith and Chris Wilder, right? And, they're, they're, and they both look... I always get muddled up because they basically both look like sacks of rubble, yeah. right? They, they look like someone's taken a, a hessian sack um, and that's orangey pink. And have just filled it with rubble and then sewn two googly eyes onto them. They merged into one. Their flesh sort of merged to one. Yeah. They both stared, jack-jawed and wild-eyed, sort of aggressively, looking like two disgruntled minicab drivers who have who have been booked for a house party, yeah. um, sort of quite a posh teenage house party, <laughs> and the teenagers are making them wait because they're all larking about inside. <laughs> they're basically oh, they like they a <clears throat> They look like a couple of fellas who've got a roofing company, don't they? Basically. Yeah, w- Wilder and Smith roofing. Yeah. yeah. We're here to do your roof. Heard <laughs> 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 uh, you wanted an estimate. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, we've had a look. Nine grand. We, 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 we've been out there already before you even answered the door. Well, I thought I heard something up there. Shouldn't you have asked for us? Lord, do you want the estimate or not? <laughs> We'll put out there. We didn't see anything through the window. If that's what you're worried about, we didn't see him. We didn't see your wife's tits. No, I. Well, I didn't think you did. Yeah. Well, we didn't. No. Anyway, bad news. Your roof's fucked. <laughs> we start soft new. Nine grand. <laughs> We've already started, so you have to pay us. We've already forked out the materials up front. So you need to recompensate us for those straight away. Now. (laughs) Very well. I'll just go and fix my my purse. I mean, my wallet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't suppose you'll take a check, will you? No. No, we won't take a fucking check. We won't take a check. And we don't take that electric money either. The one you do with the plastic cards. Fucking internet money. Yeah, we're not taking electric money. And we're not taking cash. We're not taking chip. We want cash. We need it now. We've already bought loads of roof tiles. (laughs) 
and new ladders. So that's uh, that's the roofing derby later this week, then, is it? It's fucking a, an amazing thing to see those two together. I it's great, suggest it? you seek it out, and it's such a brilliant contrast to Guardiola and Wolves, yeah. man. Yeah, you can get too big contrasts. Anyone. I mean, the thing is, people go. Anyone can well, make it to I mean, the top of football. If if Chris Wilder was uh, had a foreign name, um, then people would be heralding him as as the next great manager of his generation. He's a tactical genius with his overlapping centre backs, and I just think, do you know what? Maybe it's prejudice, but you know, Andy, like you, I've been around the game all my life, right? <laughs> I'm a football man. I know the game. I know football. I know football men. And you look at Chris Wilder and you think, nah, no way is that bloke a top flight manager. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris Wilder. I'm sorry, you've done amazing things with Sheffield United. They were a pleasure to watch and I'm sure they'll continue to be good. But no one's ever hiring you at Barcelona. Not in this day and age. I mean, Where these are the days um... when El Tel got hired by Barcelona straight from QPR. Oi, yeah. oi. I mean, where do you reckon he got the overlapping centre-back thing from? He can't have made it up himself, can he? He must have nah, nicked it, it from somewhere. Just, that would have happened by mistake. And some fucking nowadays, gone on the days when all the, the, the press pack following British football mm. were all like Brian Woolley Walno. Was that his name? I think it you was. You know what yeah, I mean? The, the bison head fella. Yeah, yeah. With a huge sort of perm. Yeah. Gone on the days when they were all like that, right? Just ruddy, ruddy-faced, like, pissheads. I'm not saying if Brian Warner's uh, himself or his estate are listening, that's not what I'm saying about you, mate. But, you know, <laughs> old-fashioned football hacks. Now, it's all uh, millennial ponces, isn't it, in the press yeah. pack as well. Maybe, so um, you you may- come in, and instead of it going, this <laughs> John Pickface from the from using a screws football page, right? what did you get your team to do kick shit out of the opposition right it, instead of that they walk into the press room and it's like you know oh it's Tarquin Headley Smythe from fucking you know tacticalindex.com right <laughs> <coughs> Mr Wilder I noticed you used overlapping centre backs and he's gone what <laughs> I noticed in the game, I was analysing the data throughout the game and crunching the numbers. Crunching the what? And I noticed you used the overlapping centre-backs technique invented by Pablo Gonzalez in the Chilean second division. Yeah, all right, whatever well, you say, dickhead. Well, one of my centre-backs kept bombing up, but I fucking told him to stop it because it wasn't in the stop fucking it. plan. I shouted at him, stop it, cunt. <laughs> Defend, cunt! Defend! <laughs> well, I'm going to write down overlapping centre-backs anyway because my editor will like that. <laughs> It'll be on my blog by 7pm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk about it. What? That's what happened. <laughs> Do what you want about it, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> next we question. Got, we got the three points and then we got to move on to the next game. Yeah, that's all i got to say. <laughs> now get it! <laughs> Stop looking at me! Do you want a photo? <laughs> Who's got a camera? Take it away! Who's got a camera hidden inside their phone? They take their soul from us! 
<laughs> I learned that from front lap by June Senior on a fucking training course. <laughs> training course. Uh. Jalapeño. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Jalapeño. Listen, I've got an idea for a new section of the show. Oh, right, it's yeah. called it's called That's Living All Right mm. or That's Living All Shite. Okay. Already I like and it. And people can just send in um a picture or a one sentence a description of That's Living All Right. Yeah. There's a couple of That's Living All Rights um from this week. One I just got from my mum was at the part she was telling me that her mate, her male mm. friend, just mm. a friend. Um, who's in his seventies, like her? Mm-hmm. He, she was saying, "Oh, I am." Um, he, I won't say his name. He, goes, uh, he uh, he's just got a TV installed in his bathroom, and nice. I went, "What the fuck's he got a TV installed in his bathroom for?" And she went, "Well, because he likes to have a bath and watch Countdown in the afternoon." <laughs> and I just thought, "Fucking hell, that's living this all right." Cunt, he's in his seventies, right? He's retired, lovely, and he's just like, right. I don't know what time countdown's on these days. What is it, three-ish or something? Or is it yeah, a bit late? Yeah, three o'clock, that? yeah. Quarter past two. Right, okay. Two o'clock. Start getting the bath run. <laughs> run it nice and slow. <laughs> I'll be just easing myself into the hot temperature. It takes me about... I like to do a, a good five-minute easing. Because <laughs> when you've done it piping hot, which yeah. you should do, because if not, you'll only pay... It's a false economy to make it cool enough to get in too quickly, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Because you have to because fill it up again after get 15 bored. minutes, don't you? you yeah, you'll get bored. Get it <clears throat> scaldingly hot, mm-hmm. and then just give you factor in five minutes to lower yourself into yeah. the bath. Like, literally, millimetre by millimetre, making noises. <laughs> like that. Like a woman giving birth. Yeah. Unless you're John Lyle or Frank Lampard Senior, in which case, just get in. Get in. <laughs> Sit down. Grit your fucking teeth. Scrub yourself with a big fucking brush. <laughs> using weird delousing powder. What are they using the nick? <laughs> Scrub it all over. Scrub your face and all. <laughs> then just get out. What are you sitting around for? Get out again. <laughs> right but if you're not if you're my mum's friend get in take five minutes get in and then sit I just thought fucking hell that's this week's living alright we also had some good um, that's living alright 
interactions from people like the woman who said that her grandparents both had oh, fucking I can't find a tweet so apologies if you're listening I will try and find it right. but um, the uh, someone said that their grandparents both had safes right in, wow. the, in the garage at their right. house and the mums and the grandma's um, safe had passports birth certificates wills and other essential documentation right right um the grandfather's safe i love it they had his and her safes was filled only with snacks <laughs> this is going back to my snack hygiene thing on yeah. friday that i talked about lots of people responded to that um we've just had a good email just come in while we're recording shall i read it let's, out? let's listen to that then from Richard Doust, he says, uh, Like Sam, I use the kettle to act as a noise barrier to raid the crisp cupboard, but I've been caught out a few times. Now I ask the missus with sincerity if she's got a busy day so I can gauge when she'll be on a Zoom meeting and therefore plan my raids with a better outcome. She's getting suspicious mm. that I'm taking a keen interest in her work calendar. <laughs> he goes on to say, in, the, in my office under the desk is a box marked Old Employee Files Confidential. <laughs> there's no files in the box and I don't manage stuff anymore but there are 48 bars of large galaxy caramel stashed in it oh, 48? <laughs> 48 he says bought from an online Fuck. wholesale sweet shop he says the missus being an HR and a stickler for HR rules won't go near the box he says, oh it's so well thought out as a system he's good yeah he, he says i've really also got good. imported 120 cans of premium austrian beer which is stashed in my garden shed covered in old bed sheets behind the tools these have recently been discovered by my missus who simply asked what was the purpose of the shed <laughs> i knew <laughs> i knew immediately that she found them i told her they were for the new look the new lockdown coming she pointed out that there were some empties I said I've been running a series of lockdown training exercises to see how I cope. <laughs> Amazing. He says, he says, 105 cans left. <laughs> That's, That's living all right. That's living all right, yeah. Mate, you are living really well there. Well done, um... Great stuff. So that's living all right. I thought of that's living all shite just because it's good. It rhymes, but I haven't mm. got a that's living all we shite. Got one. Well, someone but might. send us, <clears throat> send us your living all shite. Well, De- Dexter Roberts has sent us a pretty good neighbour, uh, passive aggressive neighbour experience, which I suppose we can just sort of, because we haven't got anything better this time. Right. Mark that down as that's living all shite. He said. Um, Hi lads, blah blah blah, here's a neighbour dispute. The garden was being done the other week and a fair bit of drilling was going on. Nothing out of the ordinary, just a fair bit of noise during the day. Don't really see how you can moan about this as a neighbour as it was only going on for about a week or so. And that was it. Mm, I don't know about that actually. It's quite a long time, but whatever. But our neighbour, who's a bit of a strange one anyway, put a sign on her door and he's posted a picture of it. And it right. says, please knock loudly. We are in, but there are power tools in use next door. Oh! <laughs> She's not said a word to us about it being a problem at all. We all found it absolutely hilarious, and I'm sure you will too. Well, I think that's a bit presumptuous, Dex. We don't find it hilarious, um, hilarious but it is quite funny. It's, yeah. it's noteworthy. Um, yeah, good passive-aggressive, that, like, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Um, what else the, have we got? 
I'm quite looking just while we look for another one I just wanted to say that I'm really excited about the prospect of there being an all scouse title race this year I know it's unlikely and that Everton are, are, are in, like unlikely to last the distance but who knows I mean they've got some very good players in there all the way through their team mm. right and they have got one of the world's most accomplished managers at the helm. They have. So stranger things have happened than ever like making a title. And I think, you know, I think it's, like I say, it's unlikely. But at the moment, you've got at the top of the table, Liverpool and Everton. Everton yeah. top, as we record this on Sunday night. And I suddenly got a buzz out of that because I yeah. thought, takes us back to the 80s, doesn't it? I mean, um, I think I think they've they've bought some really good players. They've, Alan, you can't go wrong with Alan. We've can't go wrong with this called Alan. James yeah. Rodriguez was a gamble. It seems to have worked out spectacularly. He's had so two far. great games but so far. He, yeah, he might just go to shit quite as easily. Or yeah, you know, some of these players do start getting yeah. kicked all over the pitch. But uh, so he might turn a bit disandat once the weather gets chilly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. and um, he might pick up um, a few strange, mysterious injuries when they've got an away game at and, um, at Leeds on and, a Wednesday uh, night. Yeah, but and Calvert Lewin scoring as well. He's getting better and better. He's scoring. Richard Richardson's was already good. Yeah, um, they've got. I uh, think their defence already decent. The defense keeper's right, a bit iffy, but I think they're just like the thinking they don't a bit need iffy, to defend. They don't need to defend. They're just going to try and score loads of goals. So that's all right. Yeah. We've had a, um, yeah. a, an email in from our uh, official diversified farmer, Lewis Clare. He hasn't yes. been in touch for a while. I've been worried about him. I've and been he says, about him, um, yeah. uh, The Twitch deep dive that you're doing, uh, IFS, of course, has reminded me of a story from when I was a kid. Back in my primary school days in the late 1980s, we were tasked with writing and posting a letter to a famous person we admired, Brian McClare for me. The swattiest mm-hmm. girl in Great the class. Great choice, however. by the way, Lewis. Yeah. I just I, I read this email. My favourite bit of the email it's was Brian definitely McClare. that he'd written to Brian <laughs> McClare. Yeah, it's slightly left field, isn't it? Good. Yeah, the swattiest, the swattiest girl in the class, however, wrote to Roald Dahl. We posted our letters, and the very next day, Roald Dahl died. What a cunt! Classic Dahl. It. He's just put Roald Dahl a cunt in death. Is the title? Well, then classic he also Dahl, says, and also classic thing for the swattiest girl in the class to do. Mm. and I got a fucking letter from the school, almost like the school fucking knew what we'd been covering so much Roald Dahl, right? Um, the, the school said, next week, we will be the children should be celebrating Roald Dahl Day. <laughs> and I was like, fuck it out. And get this, well, they said, um, and the all of the children are encouraged to come to school dressed as their favourite Roald Dahl character. So I don't know what Len's planning. Hopefully it's that bird. What's he called again? The one out of the, the twigs? The really poorly bird, yeah. Yeah, if, if you're listening to this, this is a free episode and you're not subscribed to the Iron Filing Society, you'll have missed our deep dive into the twits by Roald Dahl and mm. some of the stigging we've been doing on the character of Roald Dahl himself. So you might want to subscribe because there's some very fascinating material on there. The second half of Lewis's email is probably the best half. He says, as an aside, if you fancy plugging my pumpkin picking event this October, I'd really appreciate it. Fair enough. Mm. Uh, He says, here's where it gets good. I got myself into a pumpkin war with my brother-in-law. 
Wow. Who is, like Mr. Dahl, a massive cunt. (laughs) 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 So we'll give him a boost in his pumpkin war with his cunt of a brother-in-law. Uh, and oh his man! If it wasn't for is... lockdown, I know we've threatened to go and see Lewis at his farm a few yeah, times, we but lockdown, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. The, the website is dunhampumpkinpatch.co.uk, and it's Dunham Massey Farm, um, wherever the fuck that is. Uh, and yeah, pumpkin. Oh, wow. Red House Farm. I thought that was um, Lewis's is Red House Farm. He's just got us to read out his brother-in-law's website. I think. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. So they've both got farms. Fucking hell. That's weird. Fucking hell, they're living the good life, aren't they? Definitely. Both of them fucking landowners, farm as much, owners. As much as anybody is. Um, update on the Prediction League over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, you got one point, Sam. Uh, Results Block got one point, And I got one point. So that's fucking pathetic, really, isn't it? From five matches. That's pathetic, yeah. I mean... West Ham, who I predicted to beat Arsenal, really yeah. should have beaten Arsenal. I don't know if you watched the I game. I didn't watch that either, no. And obviously I'm very biased, but we absolutely, especially second half, we matched them versus our second half, we totally outplayed them, didn't take our fucking chances. Got lost. And of course the cunts nicked it off us. Okay. So that's yeah. depressing. But when you're in a situation like West Ham, you mm. often have what's called encouraging defeats. Where yeah. you've lost, and you think, well, of course we've lost it. I'm not that pissed off because I expected to lose mm. against this opposition. But it was really good because we looked very decent in yeah. defeat. And against the worst team, possibly playing at home, we do all right. We might get a draw. Yeah. Exactly. Got, that's exactly you've got what you've been. Positive as well, you can, haven't mm. you? So that's you on five points, results got on five points, and me on two points. Yeah, I'm the reigning champion. Two points from two weeks, two points from 10 matches. That's pathetic. I might have to uh, the get by on the training season ground. in real life is really, you know, absolutely incredible, isn't it? So far, the amount of goals. Yeah, it's been good. It's just goals the, and excitement, the, the, and the the new handball rules as well, which seems to be ludicrous. Lots of penalties being given. Yeah, and, and some not given. Which that was another thing that yeah. sits West Ham up yesterday. Although I can't really be bothered yeah. getting annoyed about things like that. Yeah, it's just football. Bad for your blood pressure, isn't it? It's really? just a fucking child's game. That's our football analysis over with. That's about it for the episode, unless you've got anything else uh, you want to mention. Let me leave you with something that may, may be a hint of some things to come. Okay. I don't know. But I'm going to do it on air and see what you think. Right. I was on Amazon and there was they have cheap deals and they mm. go recommended for you cheap deal. One ninety nine book called Terry Mack Living for the Moment My Autobiography ah. right so I thought one ninety nine, I'll fucking have it right and I started reading it the other night <laughs> thought I'll just give it the beginning you never know yeah and to my absolute delight right <laughs> the foreword is written by none other than Terry's old mate <laughs> and colleague Sir Kevin Keegan the electric mouse himself <laughs> So I thought, right, let's have a fucking read of this. I won't tell you the whole thing, but I'll just read you one little bit. And okay. then afterwards, the the listeners, and more importantly, you, Andy, can dwell on whether or not this could become our next deep dive okay. after we finish the twits. So blah, 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 he's going, we're really good mates. You know, we, we really get on. We did everything together. We played together. We worked together. 
He says, we like chalk and cheese because Terry was much more kind of always wanting to go out and party and I was much more, go on early to Jean when we get me slippers on. <laughs> right. Yeah, but we did everything together. Even our families are very close. And then he writes this. We even decided to have a vasectomy on the same day, although I couldn't resist playing a little trick on Terry. <laughs> what? <laughs> As if that's the ultimate fucking example of a really close male friendship yeah. is you both go and get your pipes fucking knotted on the same day. Jesus Christ. But he just fucking skips across it like that that decision yeah. and it's goes on to the funny anecdote. We even decided to have a vasectomy on the same day, although I couldn't resist playing a little trick on Terry. After arriving home following the procedure, I was sore and tired, and I told my <laughs> wife, Jean, I was going off to bed for a lie down. <laughs> <laughs> but I also told Jean that if Terry rang to, t- if Terry rang to tell him I'd gone out for a four-mile run. <laughs> four miles. <laughs> Jean... Gene, my ball bag and that is fucking killing me. If Terry rings, first of all, why would Terry ring? You've just been for a vasectomy together. Why would he really need to ring? How's your boys, Kev? I'm going to call and see how double K's doing. <laughs> right. Tell him, and I want you to be specific about this, Gene. Tell him I've gone for a four kilometre run. <laughs> Sure enough, he writes, later on, Terry called, confessing he was in sheer agony. I was sheer agony. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously wanted to know to ease any worries that I was also suffering. Oh, (laughs) Gene put Kevin. I was sheer agony. I need to know if he is too. He writes, well, you can just imagine the look on his face when Gene announced I had gone out running. I'm sorry, Terry, but he's gone out running. What? Running? How far? Four miles? What? <laughs> On a serious note, you couldn't have anyone better than Terry to bounce things off. <laughs> and it just goes blah, blah, blah after that. Um, but he does, doesn't talk about whether the prank was ever revealed until this moment. Maybe he upheld yeah. that prank forever. I don't know. What a weird Fucking weird, though, well. that, as soon as I read this foreword and got to that bit, it was quite late and I thought, you know, I wasn't going to text you, although for you mm. it probably wasn't late. For me it was late, which means it was probably like 10pm, right? <laughs> you were probably just gearing up for a night of great televiewing at that stage, right? Yeah. I was like, fucking hell. I felt like Indiana Jones when he'd unearthed the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> so, I, I thought, mean, how, how far have you got through the book? Um, well, I just read that foreword and then I put it down. And um, then you get to the prologue. Uh, oh, yeah, you get to the prologue and he's ill and he's writing and it, it's, it's called uh, Every Day Counts. And he's talking about how he had a health scare in 2016. Right. And now I was at the mercy of the medics. <laughs> and God himself. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord now, God. God was my only judge. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can have a look at it. I don't see why not. Mate, listen. We're currently doing the twits yeah. and it's fun and we'll probably do it for a few more episodes. But this is a book that opens <clears throat> with Kevin Keegan telling a story about they had a vasectomy on the same day. 
Yeah. I think that really puts it high onto this, considering that Terry Mack is already a much beloved character within the uh, Top Flight Time Machine milieu. Yeah, as you it might is a milieu, call it, isn't it? Right? Yeah, it is a milieu. A milieu as depicted on the beautiful painting that is currently for sale on our website, <laughs> tftimemachine.com. Sold quite a lot of those as it happens. Good. Um, yeah, yeah, I just think it's a, it's a strong contender. I Let mean, us we, know what you, you think, know, we, Hunters. We've got Blacky Grit in the Melchester Odyssey, and there's a similarity yeah. there. But there's, hey, there's a lot of similarity. But I think Terry Mack is slightly less obsessed yeah. with Double K than yeah. as Blacky is with Roy. And Double Terry R. Mack could go off down different avenues. Uh, Blacky Grit. Yeah. And we're going to, I'm fucking guarantee you, we're going to have stuff about the burger fad in there. Yeah, I mean, I'll it. keep you posted. I'm going to read a lot more of it tonight. In fact, what time is it now? It's 7.35. As soon as I finish this call, I'll probably clean my teeth and go to bed, mate, so I can get a good couple of hours in before sleepy time. Good. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do that then. Right. Nice one. Okay, that's it from uh, this episode. We'll be back with more shit throughout the week, uh, especially for yeah. IFS. Life logistics, don't forget. Get your uh, get problems in. in for that. And uh, yeah, keep it cunty. Ta da! softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.